Well, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Oh, wait, you haven't heard it yet? Okay, this is a really different episode. This is uh, an interview sit-down session I had with my good friend and colleague, Sean Pru, on The Sean Pru Show, Sirius XM Canada 167. I do editorial for his website, thegayguidenetwork.com. We've known each other forever, and we always kind of lose it a little bit, get silly and laugh, but we also get serious. We talk about the truth about gay men and, and sometimes the trouble or the challenge that we have to be a man in trying to figure out what does it mean to be a man when you're gay, when you're living in a world of things like toxic masculinity and straight acting, no femmes, no this, no that, and everything else. Sure, sometimes it can seem really confusing, but you know what? It's difference that makes the world beautiful. And you know that's what I preach on the Living Out podcast. Use your difference to make a difference. This is a fun episode. I really enjoy just listening to it, so I would know how to introduce this show. And without further ado, here it is, my interview on the Sean Prue Show. This is The Sean Pru Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. You know, my lip sync to that sh- that song gets better and better every single week. It's The Sean Pru Show, uh, Thought Revolution Radio, good times ahead, uh, thinking positively about things. Uh, makes your life better. Better thoughts, better life. Uh, happy, what is the song saying? Happy wife, happy life? Well, I was going to segue right into that and I screwed it up, didn't I? Hey, uh, if you're looking for a miracle, if you even uh, need a reminder that miracles exist, this coming weekend, uh, Easter weekend rather, Breakthrough, a new film by Devon Franklin, uh, based on the true story of a woman whose son was uh, pronounced medically dead after he fell into an icy lake uh, and yet lived uh, to tell the tale because of the power of prayer, uh, opens this weekend. And Devon Franklin, who produced it, comes up a little later on in the show. Uh, he's no movie producer, but he's damn good looking. And he is the host of the Living Out podcast, where queer thought leadership meets personal growth and social justice. And as a leadership coach, <laughs> I'm, I'm mocking you. <laughs> My friend Darren Steele's in the house. He helps gay men use their difference to make a difference to lead others in creating a more humane world. Wait, there's more. <laughs> He's also the editor of the GayGodNetwork.com, my publication, and the founder of Think Queerly on Medium. That's a long bio, child. <laughs> How are you? I am very well. I love that intro. Thank you. No problem. Uh, just uh, having a bit of fun with you because I was posting a picture of us coming in uh, together to tape the show on Instagram, and I said, what's your, what's your, what do you want me to call you, like, title-wise? And he turns to me and says, 
I've sent you my bio. <laughs> I, I just, anyway, I won't say what I ended up calling you. Well, I didn't want to give you license to what you could call me. That would have been a disaster. See you next Tuesday, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was mentioning that uh, uh, Devon Franklin's coming on the, the, the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie is about the power of prayer and about miracles. And I'm just going to spitball with you. <laughs> Do you believe in miracles? I believe in well, miracles. I think I would have to say no. Ooh. ooh. Scorpio, but Scorpio I, in the but, house. But I would qualify that because I think miracles, at least my understanding of them, has some sort of a often a religious-based con- context. So is there something unexplainable? Absolutely. There's things that we do not understand. Um and whether or not somebody can be brain dead for 15 minutes and actually come back, what is that? Is, is if, you, if we think about meditation and consciousness and what is consciousness and are, the, are we all connected in some way? I mean, everything is energy and energy is what creates matter. So we're all actually connected. Is, is the power of thought or what others might call prayer enough of sort of an energetic, positive method mm. of transmuting what somebody really wants to happen that could cause what would seem to be a miracle. Like my producer's haircut. Yeah, but that took a long time. So. Two years it grew <laughs> without a cut. And it was cut. It is remarkable over there, Aaron. Yeah. Just give me some thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, but uh, being being silly, but but you um, you raise a good point when you, you say your understanding of miracles is religious based. Mine is not. It's mm-hmm. just, I re- you know, something wonderful needed to happen. Mm. And this, and it, and so it did. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this day and age that we live in, we're being very picky about our words and what they mean when someone says them. Mm-hmm. And you've just pointed out something that's, that's, that's true for me it depends on the intention of the person saying the word or the, their belief about the word, right? Absolutely. And when you said that, I was thinking sometimes I think people might see or perceive a miracle as having had no intention beforehand, meaning, oh, wow, this miracle happened in my life, but were you actually doing something that possibly precipitated that quote-unquote, miracle happening, Mm. where maybe it happened in such a tremendous and outstanding way that it's so beyond your expectations that you give it that label. That's like a miracle. I can't believe. But were you actively working towards it? So perhaps the more unexplainable, the more likely it feels like a miracle. I'm of the um, belief that even the bad stuff's a miracle. Because Mm. if you are uh, happy, if you are doing what you're doing, if you're loving your life in any way, but you began with uh, trauma and drama uh, to any degree, challenges, um, they were miracles. For, for example, I can use myself. I, I had stuff in my, in my uh, growing up years. It was not easy being a little gay boy uh, from a farm town in the 1980s with a specter of AIDS <laughs> for us. And, you know, it was, it was challenging I thought, I thought times. it was the 70s. <laughs> Like I said, see you next Tuesday, dear. (laughs) This is the show that's going off the rails, folks. (laughs) Just for you. No, um, but but when I look back at the stuff that people label bad, 
I know I wouldn't be who I am today without it. Mm -hmm. And if who I am and where I'm at today is even genuine, gen, just satisfactory, it's pretty damn good mm -hmm. that you got there because most people don't have it as good as, as, as we do here, for example, in North America where this show's heard. So if you're here today and, and you made it, it, and, and things are going all right for you, it's because of all the stuff that happened first. Well, I guess you could say in some ways it's a miracle we're all here. Yes. <laughs> right? Because, and truly, what makes us great or, you know, I don't mean that in an egotistical way. Yes, I just you mean... Do. You have a huge ego. Yeah, massive. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm told anyway. Um, but what we struggle most with and then overcome... Those yes. challenges, those things that are really rough that when you're in the thick of it, you're like, oh, how the heck am I ever going to get to the other side of this? Is We've talked about this before and your problems are not who you are, but your past problems can bloody well define who who you've become. Absolutely. You can Absolutely. look back and say, wow, if it wasn't for that, like you said... I might not be here today or I'm not informed. I, I'm informed by those experiences, which make me now an expert in this thing. So I've been on the radio for about 10 years now. I had no training. I had a TV show, no training. I'm a writer, no training. And I do well with all of those things. Mm -hmm. And I'm a high school dropout. Mm -hmm. What made this stuff possible for me was all of the garbage at the beginning because it taught me to be resourceful, uh, tenacious, uh, never give up. Mm -hmm. Even when I landed in finance, where, where I really shouldn't have been because I failed grade 10 math, I had no business in finance, I ended up working with some really egotistical, hard-nosed, difficult people. And those years were kind of miserable sometimes. And that taught me uh, to have a thick skin. That taught me business planning. Do you know what I mean? Like the stuff mm -hmm. that's not working for you <clears throat> ends up helping you and serving you. And so there you, you should all look back and call it a miracle. Well, exactly. Like, if you look back at a long enough life and say, why did I do this? Or why did I spend so long in that? I remember, might have been one of the first times I was being interviewed by you. You asked, uh, it was about reinvention. And you said something like, well, why did it take you two years or three years to, to change that shirt? To finally change that shirt, <laughs> that smelly shirt. Yeah, to like change your career. It's like, uh, well, we have to look back and not only assess where we've come from, but we have to have a sense then of where we're going yeah. next yeah. because it, it, it's all connected in some way. We might make a radical leap that appears to be a leap to other people, but yeah. maybe it's been all of the sum of our experiences that have allowed us to then take that leap. Or because you didn't have experience in all these things you did, perhaps gave you a completely different perspective that was unique and set you apart from maybe anybody else that was trained in radio or this, TV. This or is this is this is probably true too. And then a lot of people who, you know, had had, had difficulties in their early years, especially kids who've been bullied and weren't popular and I was in that set. Uh, if you can imagine me not being popular. Mm. Imagine. Imagine. <laughs> no, I was not popular at all. And uh, and horrible bullying and and and, and so um, that makes you more determined. I think it made me more determined. I remember in those times when it was happening, 
you just had that little knowing that you were someone and you were going to be somebody. Mm-hmm. And to whatever degree anyone else thinks that of me is one thing, but I like who I am now. I did what my dreams were at the time, and I've made that happen despite all of that. And so you, you, you see a lot of people in showbiz, a lot of comics and stuff like that. We're told no, we're, 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 we're tortured. Um, and those things, I think, have to be called miracles in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Devon Franklin, he wrote a book, and I want to ask you about this, uh, called The Truth About Men. Mm-hmm. And you coach gay men. Mm-hmm. What are the, what's the truth about gay men? Wow, that's an open Horrors. question. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I think many, many gay men are afraid to be men. Because they don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. And we're going to take a break and come right back and discuss what it means to be a man here on the Sean Pruce Show. I'm with Darren Steele. He's got a very long bio. Sean Pruce Show returns to Series XM Canada. Talks 167. And the reason you were perfectly formed for the season. You were wonderfully made. Marvelous, amorous, glorious, victorious. You have. Welcome back to the Sean Prue Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. Here's Sean Prue. Hupsha, hupsha, quick like a bunny rabbit. This Easter breakthrough, new movie by uh, Devon Franklin, friend of the show, starts uh, in theaters. And it's about a woman who lost her son uh, to uh, an accident when he fell through um, ice and into a lake and died. But then he was resurrected uh, through the power of prayer. Devon Franklin joins us in just a bit to talk about prayer and miracles. Uh, Darren Steele's in-house leadership coach, host of the Living Out podcast, and all-around good guy. Also the editor of my magazine, thegaygodnetwork.com. So we were talking about miracles and prayer. And then uh, I mentioned that Devon Franklin uh, has put out a book in February called The Truth About Men. And I threw the question at you, what do you know as someone who coaches gay men that is the truth about men? And you said gay men don't know how to be men. And now we're back to find out how much hot water you're about to put me in with the trans community. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful. Be careful. (laughs) It's a uh, tempestuous subject. I mean, just saying... Be a man. Yeah. Is, don't is, know how to be men. Don't know how to be a man. Well, got it, my back up. There's an interesting discussion going on. Um, you remember the uh, Gillette razor thing mm-hmm. that came out a couple of uh, months Skewered ago? Skewered campaign. Well, I thought it was brave on one level, but what I found amazing was how certain personalities, some big-name Hollywood actors, uh, were just so angry and went completely on the defensive. Piers Morgan. Yeah, Piers Morgan and um, James Woods. They thought they were being personally attacked. And uh, James Wood even went so far when Ariana Huffington had said something positive about the commercial, and then he basically tweeted saying, oh, that she's giving her endorsement is basically the reason enough to throw these products out. Uh, that's just misogyny at its worst. Mm. So, you know, being a gay man, what do you model? 
you know, Linda Evangelista always. <laughs> always. <laughs> but it makes me think over the last year, I've been learning more about and uh, a, a book that I fall back to uh, by Raymond Rigoglioso, Gay Men and the New Way Forward. He talks in that book about what he calls the 14 distinct gay male gifts. And, and, and that's basically prefaced on the idea. And it's not true for everyone. Penis. Yes. But. <laughs> Decor. <laughs> decor. Decor is one of them. Actually, hair, attunement, skin, attunement to beauty is penis, one of the gifts. Music, <laughs> dance, that's eight. Penis, nine. Nine. <laughs> so many gifts. I know, so many gifts. Huge gifts. <laughs> is that going to get edited? <laughs> nope. Good. <laughs> no, well, the, 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 the interesting thing for a, a lot of gay men is it, both sometimes positive and challenging or negative is this intersection of masculine and feminine. And many of us, not all gay men, are far more comfortable with some of these so-called identities, right? But then we go to one extreme. Maybe a gay man is being way too masculine, trying too hard. And we've talked about this before, being internally homophobic. Those are the ones that open their mouths and a purse falls out, dear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's a funny story. I remember many years ago uh, going into the Starbucks on Church Street where near I was working. Here in Toronto where uh, I came down from the office. I was working at Pink Triangle Press at the time. And there was someone who was a TV personality and he was big and he was buff and looked like he may have been doing steroids. He was that kind of ripped. I don't remember seeing you. Yeah, it wasn't me because he was six (laughs) foot two. I'm a lot shorter than that. But he looked like because of the body, he looked masculine. And then he opened his mouth. I'll have a double, triple. <laughs> and no judgment. And a penis. It was just this complete what wasn't expected. And that in itself is an interesting conversation. It wasn't expected. I saw something and thought, well, he must act in this way. And then he started talking and he clearly did not act in that way. But in this in this in this um era that thankfully the trans movement has brought forward where we're understanding that gender is a fluid thing. Mm. How do we call someone a man or a gay man and say what you just said, that, that a lot of gay men don't know how to be men. Hmm. Are you saying that they've got mixed messages since childhood and there's so many different ways of approach and they're being told, um, and now like guys like me and you um, with the trans movement are, are, are learning that men don't necessarily have a penis, hmm. which, you know, wh- you're, you're 60, I'm 50. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to lose yours, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but <laughs> I didn't say there's anything wrong with 60. You're keeping it together, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> well, you mentioned in, in, in uh, before we took a break uh, about language and, and words are becoming so important right now. And I think that's very much a part of it. So we are seeing, I think in many ways, the trans community and trans people are exposing and helping people forcing people in some ways to have to look at this and go, okay, we have to be more careful with our language because that language may have had a presumption. We thought, oh, man meant this or woman meant that. It's like, oh, let's open up our minds and it's okay to make a mistake, 
but ask a question if you need to be corrected. Yeah, and I think we're, aren't we moving towards the idea that people are people? Mm-hmm. That's it. And and how you are and behave does not determine whether you are more or less. Right. That you are perfect as you are. I think that's where the final destination of all of this is is leading us. And I think um, with, with the female-male thing, for me, it's boiled down to to energy, mm-hmm. um, mostly. Like there, there is the male energy that's more patriarchal, dominant, and actually sort of more fear-based. It's more always raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and female energy is, is love-based. And a guy, especially gay guys, tend to have more female energy. There's more emotion. They lead from the heart a bit more. Not, I'm, not, I'm not generalizing, yeah. but Generally speaking, but, you know, <laughs> but to no, generalize, yeah. no, and, and so we're, we're getting an understanding mm. of that as well. They're, they're like Hillary Clinton, that's, that's male energy. Mm-hmm. Could never take her penis away from her if she called you 60, <laughs> <laughs> which she does. No, but uh, th- that's an example of male energy, right, uh, of, of male energy in a woman's form. Yeah. Right. I, th- I think someone else, uh, Mark Green, and I'm not sure if he's the Good Man Project or something, he calls it about man box culture. So it's sort of this framing around. So uh, a gay man who may want to perhaps express more feminine energy or I characteristics. I have a man box. Yeah. It, it's, it depends on where you grow up. And, and are, is it at work that you closet part of who you really are? Do you feel that you can't completely, fully, and freely express who you are without some sort of an outside judgment? Well, we, if, I think you've been online a few times looking for love, right? Oh. So you, you're familiar with the straight acting. Gay, gay guys in their online profiles will, if that, that's important to them, mm-hmm. say they want straight acting. Mm-hmm. Meaning don't be nilly, don't be emotional, uh, don't, don't uh, have a higher pitch voice, mm-hmm. don't ha- like color, keep it in the spectrum of beige and navy, really, you know, and, 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 uh, and keep the purse away when you speak. You know. I had somebody ask me if I could send them a voice recording to find out if I was too femme or not. So you didn't go anywhere with that guy? Block. <laughs> yeah. Um, yet I think when I watch, uh, you mentioned Church Street, that's in the middle of the epicenter of gay life here in Canada, in Toronto. Um, I will watch a drag queen, because I live in the middle of all that, taking her suitcase down Church Street to her next gig. A guy in heels, uh, an, an outfit of some kind of over-the-topness wig, makeup, and I think to myself, that's a real man to me, because that's someone who has the balls to do that. Uh, excuse me, producer, nodding off over there, young man. Would you ever go and drag? It'd be a handsome woman, <laughs> Colleen Dewhurst. <laughs> no, but 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 would you ever have the balls to do that? Nope. Nope. Would you? I would say probably not. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have a problem saying that. It, one, it, it doesn't interest me, but I can look at someone who does that and say, yeah, first of all, that takes it immense, takes a lot immense, of immense yeah. courage. The, the strength and the courage and all the things that are, we attribute to males, yeah. to being a man, that's what that takes to yeah. do all that. Yeah. All right, mister, where can we hear your podcast? 
uh, the Living Out podcast. Sometimes you got to search my name because there's a surprising number of religious podcasts that use Living Out. But on my website, DarrenSteele.com, that's D-A-R-R-E-N-S-T-E-H-L-E.com. We're going to take you back to Miracle Land. Devon Franklin comes back to us. I think it's his uh, third or fourth visit to the Sean Proust Show. Next on SiriusXM Canada Talks Channel 167. Happy Easter coming up. Upsha. You were wonderfully made. Marvelous, amorous, glorious, victorious.